society and culture. Hello and welcome to Podnobbing, the podcast about podcasts. I'm Carrie. I'm Josh. And uh, this week's episode is society and culture. Culture. Mm, quite. But before we get to that, our uh, relatively new feature here is Podnobbing News. So let's take it down to Carrie, our intrepid Podnobbing News reporter. Carrie, what's on the docket today? So this episode will be airing on July 10th, but it was recorded on July 1st. Um, so we're going to begin with, with Podnobby News, but I am going to, yet again, put a segment inside of a segment. Josh likes to call this Inception News, but what I'm going intru- <laughs> to introduce very quickly as a segment of Podnobby News, because guess what? We're going to need this anyway. I'm going to call it the sorry about that segment. And this is where I correct anything we might have said that could have been wrong okay. or factually incorrect. Okay, so you know. just so I got this straight, we, we are a podcast about podcasts. And within podcast this podcast. podcast, we got about a podcast. podcast section called Podnobbing News, Pod-nobbing which is news. generally news about podcasts. podcasts. So we're doing, and then within this mm-hmm. section, mm-hmm. subsection, mm-hmm. Podnobbing News, there's a, I'm sorry? Sorry about that. Calling sorry, it, about sorry about that. Oh, there's that. like a, there's an apostrophe in there. That's sorry right. about that. That's right. Is it yes. that or that? Uh, you know, I have it as that, but we can okay. we can make it any way you want. If you want to make this more casual, we can do that. I'm sh- Right now I'm shrugging and I'm going, sorry about that. Yeah, that works. Okay. So for the sorry about that corner in the last episode, our technology episode, when we talked about uh, the African Tech Roundup, we did we did kind of say how readily available the internet is in the U.S. And I just want to put out there that both of us know that this is not 100% true. Um, Hassan Minaj actually recently recently did an episode of his super awesome show, Patriot Act, titled Why Your Internet Sucks. Um, And in it, he showed that while the government studies released in the United States claim that 21 million Americans lack high-speed internet, a private study conducted by Microsoft, take what you will from that, you know, private studies can be trouble too, um, showed that actually 164 million Americans lack access to high-speed internet. And what was interesting about this episode was uh, it's a really hot topic. So I guess a lot of cities throughout the United States are getting sick and tired of their crappy service and the fact that some of them don't have access to high-speed internet. So a lot of them are actually starting their own high-speed internet services. And apparently, like, Comcast has gotten really pissed about this and because they donate a lot of money politically, a lot uh, a lot of cities are actually facing heat from Comcast because they're trying to make it illegal for them to start their own high-speed internet services. So well, so, so Comcast is mad. That's, Comcast that's is shame. mad. <laughs> that's Comcast so, that's, is I'm mad. So, that's so disturbing to hear. You know, so that's our sorry about that corner. Just It's really a clarification corner. Oh, that and was it? That yes, was it. Okay. Okay, on to the, the actual... Uh, Podnobby News. From concurrentmedia.com, Spotify has signed on to Facebook's planned launch of a cryptocurrency-based payment system called Libra. Yeah. Facebook's whole Libra thing is not news news. I think that's about three or four weeks old now. But I read a really interesting article about Spotify signing on to it. For those of you who haven't heard about this, so Libra isn't exactly 
like a, a, a real blockchain coin. It's actually going to be backed by fiat cash. The transaction data on Libra will not be bundled into blocks. It's not actually going to be chained. Transactions are going to be recorded sequentially by timestamp. And also it can't be mined. So, you know, your definition of a blockchain coin, this might not fall into that category. However, what I read that was interesting was a speculative thesis on why Spotify might be hitching its wagon to Facebook's crypto. So one idea is a future integration in which artists are able to upload their music directly to Spotify, tie it to a smart contract, and receive payments for streams immediately via Libra. So married to, you know, potentially Facebook, right? The reach of this could result in a very attractive alternative to traditional record business for artists so that sounds good i guess that part sounds like it's potentially okay i like the idea of more money going directly to the artists well i mean if facebook is involved i'm sure it's gonna be fine yeah i (laughs) i guess yeah you're right okay okay so maybe there's some gloom and doom there's always gloom and doom well especially Uh, after last week's episode technology i i don't trust anything trust nothing trust nothing (laughs) well that's on on that positive sorry about that oh (laughs) Sorry about that all. Uh, Okay, so, and this is from, uh, next, from New York Public Radio, and I'm super excited about this. Uh, WNYC's On the Media is in the midst W-N-Y-C. of the is in the midst of a four part series on eviction in America. This project involves a partnership with Matt Desmond, the Pulitzer Prize winning author of Evicted: Poverty and Profit in the American City. I read this book last year, and it was really enlightening um, and super uncomfortable, but but extremely informative. So if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. And if you don't want to read the book, guess what? You can listen to the four part series. Yeah, I have not read the book. Yep. Okay, from DigiDay, the Interactive Advertising Bureau, the IAB, released a report on the state of podcast advertising with the prediction that its revenue will top one billion dollars in 2021. Starcom's president of investment said now that technology allows us to see how many people downloaded versus how many people actually listened or streamed, advertisers have better info available to them and bigger brands are starting to show some interest in podcast advertising. Mm-hmm. A new film documentary about the rise of podcasting is coming out. It's going to be called One Voice, One Mic. It'll be released on Amazon Prime on International Podcast Day, which is apparently September 30th. I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Let me mark my calendar here. Mark that calendar, buddy. You're in the business now. And what I'm going to close with today, I read an article from the actual Pod News. There is a subscription an email subscription uh, it's called Pod News, guys. You can actually subscribe to that. This article was from 2018, but it, it explains something that I did not know. And I found it really interesting, especially, you know, being me and kind of having like the anti-popularity gene. So mm-hmm. this article was about That's true. why trending charts like the Apple podcast chart doesn't measure a podcast's popularity. The example that they give is podcast one versus podcast two. All right. So they say podcast one has spread by word of mouth. It has three new subscribers every single day and it's existed for three years. This podcast will never appear on the Apple podcast chart since it's worked out using recent subscriptions. So even when it has 3,000 subscribers and almost every, you know as many downloads per episode, it's still not going to appear on the charts. 
Podcast mm. 2 launched in a blaze of publicity three days ago. It got 200 new subscribers in one day, but it's trickled away to very few subscribers. Maybe now it's got 230 total. But because it did so amazingly well in its launch, it's going to appear on the charts. So with that in mind, I may or may not always share top charters. Maybe I will. Maybe next time I will. I don't know. But this time after reading that, I was a little bit like, yeah, fuck them. Well, screw top charters, man. It's like, it's a rigged system. So if you're wondering why Podnobbing is not anywhere on the charts, it's because the system's fixed. And that's it. Total bullshit. For Podnobbing News. All right. Well, then back to Podnobbing, the podcast about podcasts. And uh, this week, we are going to be discussing the ever-specific category of (laughs) society and culture. I called you in a panic about this because I'm looking through I'm looking through Chartable and uh, under society and culture and there's like everything possible yeah. listed under society and culture. There's all like history stuff. I know we're going to do history yes, at some point, so I was are. like, all right, not Correct. history. But then there's like you know alien yep. stuff, mm-hmm. and then there's like more history mm-hmm. stuff, and then there's like alien history. Yep, yep. sure. And then there's like. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of self-help stuff, which but that's, that's a cate- more alien to me than the alien right. stuff. So. But self-help is also a kind of its own category. So, yeah, no, I know what, I know yeah. what you mean. I wanted a little more narrow. I needed I narrow. So we decided to kind of go with um, things that are about society and culture. And culture <laughs> but sort of like don't fit into one of those normal categories. It's not super pop totally. culture. It's not... It's just, you know, where else would yeah, this yeah, go? Yeah. Is kind of where I went yep. with that. So I, I got two, yep. and should we just go into Let's, it? Let's we start, start with your picks. Let's just start talking mm-hmm. about it. Yep. All right. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is called The, the well. well. This is a podcast um, by Brandon Edgens and Anson Mount. I didn't know that I did actually know one of these guys. Oh. Um, Anson, Anson Mount, I'm not personally, oh. but I know, knew who he was after I looked into him a little Got bit. Uh, Anson is an, he's an actor, um, and he is a pretty, you know, famous actor, I guess. Uh, he was in, he's, his most famous thing he's known for, he's in, uh, was uh, Hell on Wheels. The, did you ever see that? I don't think I did. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it is what it sounds like. It's on uh, AMC. It's like a, it's a drama Hell oh, I've totally seen it. Motors, motorcycles are involved. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Nope. No, no, no. It's about the, the railroad. railroad. Yes, no, I've seen um, that. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of Sons of Anarchy Wait, for a who second, was he no, in Hell on Wheels? Cullen Bohannon. Cullen he Bohannon. He was like the lead dude? Yes. He was like the oh main dude. Oh, my God. Why? I did not put that so that's, together. That's Anson Mount. And he was most recently in uh, Star Trek Discovery as uh, Captain, Captain yes. Pike. In this. In the second season of yes. Discovery. Yes, 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 yes. So, known guy. He's a known wow. guy. I, I didn't know his name, you know, when I first no. started listening to the podcast. No. But it makes sense because of, like, the guests that they yep. pull. Uh, the other guy, uh, Brandon, is also in the industry. He's, like, a cinematographer, editor. Mm. Uh, done a bunch mm. of stuff. Uh, won a bunch of awards. But, uh, so you know, they they know their shit. They're in the industry. And their podcast, uh, The Well, is basically just an interview podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. They do some weird one-off stuff where they talk uh, about themselves or things that are going on in their life. But for the most part, 
Um, the ones that I want to focus on were the interview mm-hmm. episodes. These are generally two-part episodes. Uh, they run you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, actually, some you're even shorter right. than that. Their their goal, anyways, uh, for the well was to t- kind of talk about um, creative inspiration yeah. uh, with all walks of the people in creative industries, even like scientific creative scientific industry, um, to people in the entertainment industry. Kind of talk about their life and where they find creativity. So some might call this a pop culture mm-hmm. podcast because it does feature people right. within pop culture sometimes, true, true. Yeah. but. What I found interesting, it, it, they don't talk about what they're famous for, usually. They're talking about what got them there, like what inspires them creatively, which is the, the take that I found really interesting. Um, the podcast is, uh, um, it's, I wouldn't call it humorous. I mean, they have some like, they have like dad jokes kind of throughout uh, all the episodes, um, which is, you know, light and entertaining, but they can get into some deep shit. Man. Yeah. I would um, call this podcast like almost kind of quiet, calm, and focused. That's the yeah. energy of Welcome it. Welcome to the well. I am Brandon Nedgens. And I am Anson Mount. Anson, we're going to start off with a softball question. Okay. And it's the central question of this episode What is reality? <laughs> It's a simple yes or no question. <laughs> Wish I had a simple answer for you, Brandon. Uh, there isn't one. Clue. I started dealing with this shit in freshman philosophy. Yeah, it's not like a like a WTF where kind of go they get that kind of dramatic about you know their yeah. life, except for maybe one or two episodes. But I, I find it super interesting. Uh, I listened to quite a few of them. I did go with people that I knew, sort mm-hmm. of. Um, for the most part. Um, so I like listen to like the Reggie Watts. I'm a big Reggie Watts fan. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, just just going up and playing with the audience, you know, playing conceptually with the audience and kind of messing around with their expectations and um, confusing them and things like that. It's that's that's what's fun. But it's all benevolent. It's all it's it's all done in the spirit of like I'm I, this is for you. It's for me, but it's also for you too. Um, listen to oh, what is his name? The Ramsey Bolton. What is his name? Iwin Rion, hmm. most famous for being Ramsey Bolton, hmm. um, the skin flaying uh, bastard of the North. Oh right, you're talking about Game of Thrones. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no, he's not a skin flayer in real life. <laughs> he just plays one on TV. But the crazy thing is, I had no idea that he was a singer songwriter, um, and so. That was what this episode was about. It was about some of his songs, huh. and they're really good. Oh. They're really good. Oh. They're like, um, it's it's like Euro folk music, huh. but it's, it's really well done. Like, if you're in that kind of mood for some kind of depressing, folk beautiful yeah. Euro folk music, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's really good. Huh. I actually landed, I listened to, like, his whole album. Um, and I think that's what these, these episodes do. I think they're inspiring in a way for... Uh, creative people to hear what inspired other creative people and like not be afraid to use what's happening to you to to motivate your your art yeah. so that that's did you uh did you listen to i totally did 
I did listen to uh, two episodes, actually. I went with the Melissa McCracken episode. You Did you not listen to this? No. Okay, this was really interesting. This was also a two-part episode. This, this woman is a psychologist and a painter, and she has a condition called synesthesia. And so, and this is a source of her creativity. Synesthesia is, by definition, the production of a sense impression relating to one sense or part of the body by stimulation of another sense or part of the body. Almost like when you could smell colors or whatever. So I have three types of synesthesia. So one is the music to color synesthesia. Um, I also have grapheme synesthesia, which... um, is uh, I see letters and numbers as specific colors. You know, every A is blue and every B is brown, and that's very, very consistent. And then I also have spatial sequential synesthesia. synesthesia. So anything that comes in any sort of sequence has a set point in space around my body. Yeah, I, you know what? I do know who this person is. Have you looked at her paintings? Because I think you would, I think you would love them. When I looked at them, I was like, hmm, this is kind of like a Josh... This is like a Josh artist. And of course, listening to her talk about her experience of her condition, you know, you start to remember, I think, you start to remember being able to do similar things like when you were a little kid. I I remember being able to like cross-reference senses more as a child. So in this particular episode, the hosts actually go on to like talk to scientists and neuroscientists about the condition of synesthesia and how synesthesia it, it seems like one possible theory is that they have uh, the, the, the portion of their brain responsible for memory is like more active. And so one of the hypotheses that was formed in the episode is that synesthesia is actually rooted in your unconscious memory because maybe the first time you ever heard like a, a tone that then's repeated in the song, but maybe you were in a blue room and you don't, re- you don't remember the room and you don't remember hearing the tone. But when you hear it again, you think of blue. So that was like one of the theories created. Hmm. These trip, these uh, paintings are trippy as shit. They're trippy as shit. But here's they're like um, melted space. Yes, they're cool. Totally yeah, cool. cool. Um, but you know what? The end of the second half of the episode, they talk about hallucinogens like shrooms, and what they say is that while. A lot of people that assumed that shrooms like activate inactive parts of your brain, that actually what shrooms do is they turn off some of the filters in your brain and they allow you to experience something that they called baby brain. And then they went on to talk about how babies, because they don't have any filters, they don't have any point of reference, they're seeing things in a completely different way than we're capable of seeing it as adults because we develop those filters. So they were saying that like when when babies look at the world, they're basically tripping. Like it's basically like they're on shrooms. And yeah. you said that to me when your daughter was born. <laughs> 20 years ago i remember yeah, like yeah you would be hanging out with her and you would be you would just tell me like the way that she looked at things around her you were like i swear to god she's tripping <laughs> yeah. and you're right you were she's actually staring at the wall yeah you were scientifically accurate um so that was a lot of fun mm. and then the second episode i listened to totally random I listened to the Alice Cooper episode where one entire... Oh, I wanted to get to that, but I didn't. (laughs) 
one entire half of the episode was about, about golf. golf yes, it was all yeah. about golf. Now, what makes for a good golf instructor in your mind? Yeah, a guy that's not trying to change your swing. Um, everybody has a natural swing. And when you get a guy trying to reconstruct that swing from the ground up, well, 80% of your swing is okay. It's, it's all those, where's your hands? Where's this? Everybody has a different rhythm. All I could picture when I was listening to the episode was the Alice Cooper scene from Wayne's World when they're backstage mm-hmm. with him and he's like, Milwaukee's yeah. actually pronounced Milwaukee. It's Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew he was a golfer. Like, that's all he does. He's more golfer than musician now. He's so, I, I, he's, I find him extremely interesting. Um, he was in that Mike Myers documentary about, uh, what's his name? Oh, I, I Supermensch. Supermensch, the Super legend Mensch. of Shep Gordon. But like him and Shep, like Shep was, the, he was like the first artist that Shep signed. Yeah. And they're still to this day, like lifelong friends. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, he's got a very, he's like a very vaudevillian performer. Yeah like disguised as a rock musician right. um so that that's that's my that's first the well. my first uh, recommendation yeah. the well yeah. uh with anson mount and brandon edgens available i believe pretty much anywhere um moving on the good news podcast look when i think of society and culture and uh, uh yeah. you know in these united states um we are inundated constantly with news Whatever whatever persuasion of the news that you are, to the left, to the right, I, it doesn't matter. It's all it's pretty all much terrible news. Um, yeah. Very rarely do you get an uplifting story. Maybe on local news, sometimes they'll be like, oh, this mm-hmm. lady saved a bunch of ducks or, you know. But hardly ever. <laughs> Sadly, she right. was hit and by a car shortly the, after yeah, guiding abandoned baby ducks across yeah. the street. That's the tag. <laughs> The tagline. See how this good news was horrible in the end. Coming up next. Um, <laughs> More depressing yeah. things. So <laughs> I yeah. thought that society and culture deserved some good news. Mm-hmm. And I came across this yeah. podcast called The Good News Podcast. Hi, I'm Colleen, your host of The Good News Podcast. And I'm Neil, the other host. The Good News Podcast is your source for good news, fun stories, Auditory delight and sonic joy. What I was um, first struck by was the length of the podcast. Uh, each episode is so about four perfect. minutes to tw- four to twelve, roughly. I think twelve is the longest yeah. one I yeah. saw. So they're super yes. short, super concise, um, and it's just it's two people. It's uh, it's Colleen and Neil. Um, Colleen actually has a little bio here in the website. Let's let's just go right to it. It says, hello, I'm Colleen. I'm a design researcher and podcast producer. I'm passionate about storytelling and people. I use the principles and practice of human-centered design to create design that's inclusive and of service to my community. Uh, so that's Colleen. Uh, but you wouldn't know that. She doesn't really talk about her, herself all that much other than casual conversation. Okay. Um, but these guys, they're yep. so perfect. Um, they're actually, they actually kind of remind me of, of us a little bit, um, except they're like, you know, younger and smarter and uh, funnier. Ooh. And 
but um, but other than that, they remind us a right. lot of us. Okay. So uh, that kind of uh, liked yeah. it that way. Their rapport is ridiculous. Um, but all they do is talk about one good thing that's happening in the world. And so you right. just go in. And I think I probably listened to about 40 of these. Uh, they go back. Well, why not? They're yeah. like so easy. It's like yeah. eating like bite-sized Reese's peanut butter cups oh, or something. Bite-sized yeah. anything. Just they keep the going The next thing in, you know, you, you've eaten like happening. the equivalent of six bars of chocolate. Right? <laughs> totally. I don't know why I feel sick. Yeah. They were they were bite sized. But I never I never felt sick <laughs> listening to this podcast. It was they're just so fun and uh, funny and. Well, I think it, I, what I would say about this podcast, it's like the good and interesting news podcast because it's not a lady led you know a orphan ducks across right. the road. Mom reads book to child. No, it's it's not like that. <laughs> no, it's uh like one of the episodes was about how they science has figured out. How to turn any type of blood yes. donation into type yeah, O the universal by like removing certain proteins. Yeah. So that was one of the episodes. There was another episode where they're like figuring out how to deal with carbon emissions from planes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the good piece of news isn't isn't just heartwarming. It's it's I mean, neither of those are particularly heartwarming. They're interesting. Think about how many lives they're saving, you know, with that blood thing. Yeah, I I um I actually think that this is a really great one to have on your your, your cue, you know, because if you just Whenever need, you need a yeah. little hit, Nick. a little hit yeah. of positivity, <laughs> a little hit of something that's not terrible, but it's also not like so fluffy that you're like, oh, God, like I'm burying my head in the sand. You're not burying your head in the sand with this one. I just go right into it and get just get that, that sweet, sweet, good news. Oh, yeah. Mainline it. Just mainline yeah. it. Right into the vessel. I just don't know. <laughs> All right. Josh's picks. Sum them up. Oh, Sum them up. What, are you, what were your two the, picks? The Well with Anson Mount Boom. and Brandon Edgens. Very serious, yep. very focused podcast yep. about creativity mm-hmm. and what inspires creative people. And my mm-hmm. second podcast is The Good News Podcast with those people that we just talked about, Colleen and Neil. Just talked yeah. about Colleen's the host mm-hmm. and Neil is the other host. The other guy. All right, we're going to... Shall we take a yeah, break? Yeah, let's take a break. Hope, I'll remember to come back this time. Hmm, quiet. Okie dokie, we're back. We're back. We wanted to uh, take a second before we get into your picks and uh, give a shout out to a podhead or podnobberhead. What, what are we calling people that listen to us? Nothing. I don't know. Should they be pod, pod knobbers? Pod knobs. Pod knobbers? Okay. Pod knobs. All right. Anyways, um, one of our pod people gave us pod a people. little intro song. And it's that one. Yes. That, it went to uh, Skippy Skippy. It was like pod knobby, pod knobby, pod knobby, pod knobby, pod knobby. And we liked yeah. it. So thank you. But we love it. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much. If anybody for else that, wants that to do that. awesome. Oh, his name. Let me see. I have it written down here somewhere. Oh, no. Here oh, it is. Jim. Shut it's up. Jim Mullen. I hear it is. Oh, so that's thanks, a thanks, Jim, wherever you are out thanks, there Jimmy. in the universe somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. we appreciate it. And if anybody else wants to give us free stuff, by all means, email us. We uh, like free stuff at uh, poddobbing at uh, gmail dot com, or uh, you can contact us via Facebook at poddobbing. There's like yep. a group out there somewhere. Uh, in the Twitterverse, we are present. Yeah, although stagnant, somewhere. but we are present. 
uh, at podnobbing. Yeah. And uh, my personal Hovering. favorite uh, mm. form of communication is through Instagram. So we are at podnobbing. Uh, send us your free stuff uh, that you've made for us. I'm a size double XL. Uh, if you want to give us some shirts or something, um, or if you have a suggestion for a podcast to listen to, maybe it's your podcast. Let let us yeah. know. Let us know. Uh, Send that. Tell to us, us what type of podcast it is, like what you would classify your your podcast, and give us a link, and we'll be sure to listen. Uh, we listen to thousands and th- you know what I've started doing. So I started many. listening no. at, at two times the speed to my podcast. Wait, why? What? Yeah. No. How are you gonna How are you gonna take anything in that way? Oh, I take it in. What do you mean? I'm still well, hearing. It's like it. listening to Munchkins like chatter. Well, you're kind of at two times speed anyway, so I'm kind of used to oh, it. Oh my god. So, but oh, okay. Another thing for the listeners, by the way, BT Dubs, if you have already gotten a great recommendation from us, if you have stumbled upon a podcast that is so magnificent and it potentially is kind of changing your life, mm-hmm. please. Tell a friend. Tell one friend about how helpful podnobbing has been to you and for you. Tell them to tune into the podcast or check out our website, podnobbing.com. Yeah. This is why we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing it for, for you. you, man. It's for love. It's for love. All right. Are you ready to go into my picks? Let's do it. You also have two Let's picks, do it. correct? I do. If I have everything I written down here correctly. And I Carrie, sure hope your so. first pick is titled what? My first pick is titled decarcerated 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 uh actually this podcast has been on my list of podcasts that i've wanted to listen to for over a year so i i literally finally got around to it um and it's 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 wonderful it, so let me let me tell you about it decarcerated the host is marlon peterson this dude has a pretty amazing resume. He's an Atlantic Fellow for Racial Equity. He is also the founder of a social justice consulting firm and the 2015 recipient of the prestigious Soros Justice Fellowship. He's also uh, an Aspen Ideas Festival scholar and a fall 2016 TED resident. His TED talk was called Am I Not Human? A Call for uh, criminal justice reform it has over 1 million views so this guy's Uh, a pretty big deal he's a big deal yeah okay marlin spent his entire 20s inside the new york state prison system oh damn for his involvement yeah for his involvement in a crime as a teenager Uh, During that time, he earned an associate's degree in criminal justice with honors. He spent the last five years of his incarceration as the head of the Transitional Services Center, where he created programming and curriculum for men uh, nearing release from incarceration. He also spearheaded and designed an experimental workshop for incarcerated men and college students from Vassar College called Vassar and Otisville, two communities bridging the gap. So that's your host. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so then this um, is a, like a science podcast or... Negative. No. So he talks to people who have served time. This is Marlon Peterson, and welcome to another episode of Decarcerated, where we highlight the journeys of success of people who have spent time in jails and prisons. We took a controversial subject, such as voting rights, and a controversial group of people, such as returning citizens, and we took a state 
as toxic as Florida, and we won in resounding fashion. We did it without the government, without politicians signing off on it. This podcast is an interview style podcast. You will be listening to him interview one to two people. So it's it's very intimate. He's, he focuses on people who really excelled after they got out of prison. And he also talks to them about what was necessary for them to thrive after they got out of prison. It's not so much, you know, I don't want to encourage like inspiration porn, you know, oh, they were down, but they pulled themselves up. I, I, I mean, that's a potential issue with this podcast if the wrong person listens to it. I don't want people being like, oh, the criminal justice system really works. They think he really created this for other people who who have gotten out or who are getting out. It seems like he's really gearing this towards them. Look, there's there's nothing wrong with, with giving people a physical thing to touch that symbolizes, you know, redemption. And that's all I think he's doing. I, I don't think it's inspiration porn at all. I think it's totally just needed. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like in the wrong ears, somebody could could tie a bow around it that way. With every person, almost every person, every episode I listen to, he, he asked them the same question near the end. Mm-hmm. That's I wanted to talk about this question. Do you think you needed prison for you, for mm. your personal development? That's a hard question. Oh. Now, be, be clear when I ask that question. Do you think you needed prison to get to the place where you were able to really feel empathy? It's hard for me to answer that, right? It's like, I don't want anyone to think that I had to go to prison like to do this, but like I did turn my life around in prison, but maybe it could have happened when I was out there, but it probably wouldn't. You know, I needed that time away. I personally struggle with that too, right? That question. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everyone's kind of disgusted by it because, of course, prison was awful. But he gets a very mixed response. Some people definitely feel like that with with the right circumstances that they could have. But I listened to one where one woman, she said no. Mm -hmm. And he was troubled. He was troubled by it, right? But he also, like... He also couldn't take away from her her experience. She's she's a she's a person who served time. If that is her experience of this, that she couldn't have done it without that, without that horrible experience, then I mean you can't tell her that she's wrong. This is her experience. Right. Well, here's the thing. To, here's the thing, though. On that, it, it's like he's only talking to the very. Sm- unfortunately, the statistics are showing that. A lot of people are repeat offenders and they end up going to the same place. They're spending their pretty much their whole life in jail. Like it's it's mm-hmm. almost like nine out of ten, right? So he's not talking yeah, to Yeah, no, it's huge. He's not talking to those nine out of ten, because you could probably ask those nine no. out of ten if it wasn't for jail, would you be going back to jail? And they would be like, Oh right. well no, I probably wouldn't or you know, who who knows right. what they would say. So you're talking about right. this very small percentage of people that have completely turned their life around. But mm-hmm. it, it is it I think the criminal justice system could have learned a lot from listening to this podcast because yeah, there yeah. are certain things that work. Um, yeah. There are cer- like, Oh, the episode I listened to, if I can go into it real quick. Um, oh yeah, please. Was the, the Chris Wilson episode. It was the the most recent episode. I think it was from May 31st or something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And it was titled Chris Wilson, how I escaped from a life sentence in prison. So this guy, I was, listened to that one. He was sentenced to life, right? Yeah. He had no way out. 
There was no reason that he was ever going to get out. And so most people, when they're faced with that, they're just like, well, fuck it. I'll do whatever the hell I want to in here. Doesn't Nothing matters, right? And you it, you right. just get into that zone, nothing matters, and never getting out. And that's the road that you take. But for some reason, you know, this guy uh, decided he was going to make a plan. And he was going to stick to that plan no matter what he did. And he sent in pleas to his to the judge in charge of his case saying, this is what I'm going to do. And if I do it, I just want you to, to know that this is what I'm doing. Like, he didn't, I don't even think he asked to, you know, uh, to get out right away. He was just like, this is what I'm going to do. And then he would get a response back. Doesn't matter. You're in for life, blah, blah, blah. But he yeah, stuck to that plan. Yeah. He never got in any trouble, which is really hard in prison, as I've learned from really hard from prison Netflix documentaries. Um Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. he, he stuck to that plan. And after serving, I forgot what it was. It was something like 20-something years. But he had stuck to that yeah. plan. He had graduated with honors. He hit, like he graduated at the top of his class in every, all the prison uh, school uh, schooling that he did. Um, he learned, yeah. like, two other languages. And, like, yeah. at some point, he got notification that this judge, who had been keeping everything in that file... You know, and then every time he got, you know, sent him something new, she would look at this file. And after, you know, 20 years of him following through with everything that he said, this one judge decided to give this guy another chance with some stipulations. She says, you committed a terrible crime, Mr. Wilson, but your accomplishments are nothing like short of amazing. So she says, I'm going to give you a second chance to get out, but you can't be regular. You can't just get a job and start a family and fly under the radar and stay out of trouble. You put a lot of ambitious things on this master plan. You want to write a book one day. You want to start a company. You want to, you know, do all these things. You got to do everything. And you can't disappoint me because I'm going to be watching you. And so she gave me a shot. And so I ended up spending 16 and a half years in prison. 16 and a half. Yeah. Out of life. Out of life, yeah. Now, see, what that says to me is that it, we need more judges like this judge. She was hardlined at first. But was also gave that flexibility to look at this person who made a terrible mistake when he was 17 years old and was mm -hmm. sentenced to life without the possibility of parole at 17. Mm -hmm. And we've heard this story mm -hmm. before on this podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. But it took this judge to actually not just be ruled by the numbers and the, the you know, the statutes of, of how long this person should be in jail. And a lot of people would just be like, no, you're in for life. You're in for life. But this judge didn't just roll over, but she made it, she left herself room to give this guy another chance and it paid off because this guy did exactly what he said he was going to do uh, and is in a tremendous position and helps all kinds of people with his money and with his, the power that he has from his employ, you know, employment, his own business. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, mm -hmm. it was totally fascinating. I loved this podcast and I love that episode in particular. I thought the another interesting thing that pretty much every single one that I listened to said, every single person he interviewed, their mentor, each of them like found a mentor in prison and it was another prisoner. Mm -hmm. Every every single one. So, I mean, it also kind of says a lot to me about like the mentors that usually have the most success with us are people who understand what we're going through. Definitely. So yeah, that is my first pick. It's called Decarcerated. It's it's so good and it's it's really education. Yeah. I mean like every single one of them pursued education yeah. in prison and then outside they of kept, prison. They kept their nose clean and kept it in a book and 
that was yeah that was almost universal um and i don't think it's just for people that have been in prison like this is just for people that you know have kind of given up or or they did something wrong or or maybe they didn't never got in trouble they just never got their life on track that there's there's always time to go ahead and do some good in the world and do something that uh, will make you feel good there's something universal about it that uh, that I think everybody that can listen to it can can, can just find yeah. something in their heart to I don't know I'm lost for words right now but uh, it's really good it was really good okay so that is my first pick uh, decarcerated my second pick is the hip hop social worker. <laughs> Hip-hop social worker, your host, is Christopher Scott, a social worker from Portland, Oregon. His area of expertise is working with juveniles from early childhood to adolescence in schools, outpatient treatment programs, residential treatment programs, and juvenile corrections. Now, he used to be a barber, and he attributes uh, his learning key elements to counseling skills in the barber shop. He's a fierce advocate for mental health. He is one of the most emotionally intelligent male voices out there today, in my opinion. And his whole podcast pretty much revolves around interviewing mostly therapists, counselors, social workers who are people of color and most of them serving communities of color. I was always kind of working with youth, um, you know what I'm saying, doing like youth camps and stuff. And, um, and my mom's a social worker, so... You know, when I had that, um, you know, um, you, you know that epiphany, I was I was trying to figure it out, and she helped me out, and, you know, and, and told me that, you know, there's actually, you know, it's a chance for you to have a career in like actually helping people. What kind of things influence your practice? Um, well, the biggest thing is the kids, man. I'm always I've always been about the youth and teenagers, especially a black male, because I know how my life is and how it could have turned out just because I had a couple of good role models in, in, in my life. So that was the biggest part of my practice. And I remember being in undergrad and in grad school, and I had um, no male professors, no male professors. I had no black professors. And I said, you know, we need more role models. And that's kind of how I found my niche population. And I wanted to work with teens and black males in particular. Then I just kind of got known for that. They do talk about the process of becoming a therapist. They talk about the process of licensing. You know, he always talks about trying to earn his stripes so that he can go on to lecture and teach workshops and do some public speaking. And he's very honest about the process of creating a curriculum and that, you know, this is hard and he's trying to kind of figure out exactly who he is in this profession. Uh, they talk about diagnosing. They talk about the limitations that like insurance companies put on them, um, which every single medical provider in the world talks about. It's a pain in the ass. Um, and so and then they talk, of course, about being people of color in mental health. Um, and they speak very openly about how mental health was perceived for a long time. Yeah, in it's still kind of, of color. A, it's and still, that, there's a stigma behind it. Definitely. It's white people, white people whining kind of thing or like, you know, it's just a bunch of like 
white therapists who are going to try to brainwash brainwash you, which quite frankly, that was that part wasn't necessarily a lie for a long time. Um, so the value of getting more therapists of color out there and, you know, again, uh, seeing yourself in the person who's mentoring you, how incredibly valuable that is. And your therapist and your social worker, a lot of times that is part of what they're doing. They're helping guide you through a very difficult time. This podcast is totally you know, low, low budget. Uh, and I mean that in a loving way because the information is so interesting. I don't give a damn. So this podcast, he, he creates it on anchor. It's usually like a phone conversation or like an in-person interview. The recording is not like, oh, this is studio quality. You know, you can hear everything, but it's not super, super high end. But I got to say, like, I mean, they're always engaging. I'm so interested in and what they have to say. And I love that this guy is really into music. Okay. There we go. We hit it. I was going to ask, like, where did the hip hop? Hip hop? Yeah. Why is that? Why is it the hip hop social worker? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I use, I actually used that song in one of my, um, you know, one of the symposiums I did, mm-hmm. man, because that was so, you're right, man. There's a lot of, you that's know, a deep song, man. You, you feel what I'm saying? It's like melodic. You know, but it's dark, and and he's talking That's about right. talking about self medicating. He's talking about trauma, and and, and they're like, I mean, they're like being black in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like I've been like trying to look for a new opportunity to work. You know what I'm saying? Because I because 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 I've been laid off of my job. You know what I'm saying? So I've been looking for a job, and like just the thought of like having to get up and like be stressed. That kind of stress mm-hmm. leads to man. Like this morning, like I got murder on my mind. You know what I'm saying? And like you know, not in a literal sense, but in the sense of like, man, I just got to get up. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta destroy something he's had a couple episodes where it's a bunch of guys that like him and his friends basically they get together and they they're it's just listening to a conversation between all of them talking about hip-hop mental health the stigma of mental health and toxic masculinity i was like that episode that had the worst sound quality but that <laughs> was one of the my favorite ones so this this podcast is also extremely intimate i mean this is not you know obviously it's turning into a trend with me i like really intimate podcasts but they're just it's like he to me is a voice that I want to be louder today like I love that he's out there talking about mental health I love that he's out there trying to destroy its stigma and trying to do things in uh, you know a culture that does still have that stigma of you know you shouldn't have to get help you shouldn't talk to a therapist you you know that's interesting to me that was the most interesting thing is what he's trying to do within the black community and trying to you know knock those walls down we're not this is you know this is part of the reason that we're doing pod knobbing is that yeah. we want to find these voices and we don't care. I mean, I care a little bit, I'll be honest with you about production value, but that's only a part of it. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's yeah. just a part of it. And if, if, if the content is there and the content is important or it's a voice that should be heard or voices that should be heard, that's the stuff we, we like to promote and want to get more people uh, listening to that. I would love to have a voice like his be a little louder in the world, especially in the world of bad news all the time. He has an amazing way of talking about subjects that are really challenging and creating an air of hope. Like, I never feel hopeless when I st- when I finish one of his episodes. I always feel like, God, there's good people out there doing good things and doing hard work. And trying. damn, you know. So I highly recommend it. 
the hip hop social worker. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast. I listen to it on Stitcher. I'm pretty sure he's everywhere you get your podcast. He also has a website. Oh my God, his website. It's so great. Please hit up his website and look at his uh, swag. He literally has a t-shirt about compassion fatigue. And if oh, you that's work the one that you posted in, on Facebook. Yes. If you work in healthcare, the fact that he made a compassion fatigue t-shirt, I was like, oh my God, I love you so much. So it's a it's a really great podcast. I hope you check it out. All right. Well, those are Carrie's picks. The hip hop social worker and decarcerated. Lightning round. Oh, lightning round. A lightning round. Aren't you yeah. going to do your sound effect? It's pretty good. Okay. Lightning round. All right. The first one's first one's easy. The first one's easy. We don't have to do what are you reading. We can totally let that one go. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm okay with no, that. I'm fine. I'm okay I'm, with that. I'm fine with it. But right. Hey, you hit I'm me with it. I'll let you know what I'm reading. What are you watching? Um, Let's see. What am I watching? There's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, Slasher uh, is a Netflix show. It's like an anthology horror show. I just watched all three seasons of those. Pretty cool. Oh. They're all right. I never heard of it. There's a horror. Like, it's a third is season. Is it worth watching? I, it, okay. If you like horror, if you like gore. Then, I love horror. You know, oh, it's gore. got some oh. pretty awesome kills. I'll give it that. That's the best thing I'll say about okay. some awesome kills. Um, Maybe I'll check it out. Story-wise, it's okay. Um, but uh, I just okay. finished that, so it's okay. Um, right. I, I'm on a game show kick for some reason. I, I never really watch game shows, Weird. but all these game shows came out, and I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll just watch it. So there's one called uh, uh, The Wheel or something. Or I, I don't know. I forgot what it's called. But it's like Justin Timberlake is involved somehow, and it's got Dax Shepard as oh. the host. Oh. Uh, and oh. That one actually is really good. I really like it. I don't know why exactly, but there's a lot of strategy. But basically, you just spin a wheel, and there's a bunch of strategy involved, and maybe you win millions of dollars. So there's that, and then there's a, a golf one that I want, like a mini golf, crazy mini golf. Um, Holy moly, I believe is the name of that one, and I, I like it. It's kind of it's just a crazy mini golf game, and there's like you know like the, the, the one episode I saw, like during a hole, you know like they're trying to putt this crazy putt, and Kenny G just comes out and just starts playing Kenny G music. Like right in their face, <laughs> uh, and they just got to they just got to do that. And then one time, like a drill instructor came out, and he was like, "You suck at life, you stupid maggot!" And, oh my uh, god! Just yelling at people while they're trying to make the putt. Um, Steph Curry is involved somehow. I don't. There's a lot of stuff going on. Wow, a lot god, of stuff going what? on with this okay. show. Uh, but it's both of those shows uh, are uh, ones that I'm like, I, I wish I, I I'd play that game, you know, just in real life. Uh, and I think that's the key to a good game show. Do you ever watch? Do you ever watch any game shows? Me? Yeah. I mean, no, not intentionally. As a child, my grandfather loved. Oh my god, he would never miss Wheel of Fucking Fortune. Oh yeah, the Wheel so of Fucking Fortune. I have seen. Yeah, I mean, I've seen many episodes of Wheel of Fortune, and then I think my sister, when I was really little, used to watch The Price Is Right. Mm -hmm. Is that the one where people wear weird costumes in the audience? Sure. Yeah. 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 Bob Barker yeah. used to so, be the host, and mm -hmm. now it's Drew Carey. Yeah. There's a documentary yeah. about some guy that uh, knew all the prices just by memory. That's out on Hulu. Weird. Um, and there's one. I'm sorry. I know this is a lot, and it's supposed to be a lightning round, but into We're this. Slow. Into Our lightning this, is very slow. Yeah, I know. Into, it's more of a slow thunder. Maybe you should change the sound effect. Yeah. It's like a rolling thunder. It's like a gentle, th it's a gentle thunderstorm, like a really soft desert rain. Right. 
So one more that it just uh, again this is the first of July it just came out a couple of days ago on Netflix. If you have not seen Into the Spider Verse yet, and you are any fan of animation or uh, superhero movies, TV shows, anything like that, uh, watch Into the Spider Verse. It's one of the best ever made. That's just oh. my opinion. The animation is so freaking good. The story is so cool, and it's just a lovely, lovely animated superhero movie. It's fantastic. Oh. So that's what I'm watching. Wow. Okay. Jesus. What the hell okay. are you watching? Well, not And remember, all that. I'm judging um, you. I, I mean, when this is the norm. So, uh, okay. Well, I feel very intimidated now because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I pretty much, I did binge something. So, <laughs> boom. Um, I binged uh, the fourth season of Broad City. Oh, yes. I know Broad City. Yeah. So, I fucking love broad city i watched the first two seasons and then i believe by season three they they went behind a paywall um and and also i stopped subscribing to hulu and whatever whatever so um i i didn't watch them anymore because i try not to pay for television because then i'll watch more of it but i had a saturday night to myself i actually had a whole night to myself and i was like you know what i really want to do i really 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 want to eat spicy hummus and watch broad city so i bought season four because i couldn't remember if i'd seen any episodes of season three so i was like i'm not risking that because i'm paying for this and i bought season four and i i watched i watched the entire season it was so funny. Oh, God, it's so funny. They are just so freaking hilarious. I know they just wrapped up. I think they just did their last season of, of the show last year. Yeah, I think but I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to buy the other two seasons. I think there's two others, five and six. Oh, my God. They're so friggin funny. And they're just such a delightful. I just love that there's, you know, I hated the show Girls, right? I hated it. And so I love having these young women on television that are wacky, that are fucking weird, that are super open about their sexuality. And like, it's just, it's so much fun. I can't not, I can't watch that show and feel sad. It is impossible. So I just loved it. All right. Broad City gets the carry plug. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, so. What are you, what are you reading? Oh, well, I mean, I read all the time. Um, it's like book after book after book. Um, so actually I have the book that I'm reading in front of me here. Um, and I actually selected a passage, if you bear with me. <clears throat> Is it the Bible? No, no. It's only when I'm in bed trying to sleep that I allow my thoughts to drift through my strange morning. I keep coming back to the I don't do the girlfriend thing quote. And I'm angry that I didn't pounce on this information sooner. Before, I was in his arms mentally begging him with every fiber of my being to kiss me. He'd said it there and then. He didn't want me as a girlfriend. I turned onto my side. Idly, I wonder if perhaps he's celibate. I close my eyes and begin to drift. Maybe he's saving himself. Well, not for you. My sleepy subconscious has a final swipe at me before unleashing itself on my dreams. That is a passage from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. It's a <laughs> number one times New York bestseller, and I am riveted. <laughs> Did you pull that off the, the table in your work book swap? What? No, what? no that's crazy. No, this is, uh, <laughs> this is what I'm reading. Cause I can't believe 
because I read books. Someone brought Fifty Shades of Grey to your work book swap. (laughs) Yeah, sloppy seconds on Fifty Shades of Grey. Fucking Christ, that's hilarious! I really love that you read the passage. I feel like you should do the audiobook. I don't. I you should get yeah, a call yeah. soon. Yeah, I think there already is an audiobook of that. But yeah, the Josh version would be pretty sweet. But the Josh version would be amazing. It would be like that episode of Family Guy where Peter reads porn. No, Betty Betty White re- he writes it, and Betty White reads his porn. It was hilarious. Everyone should look it up. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like Family Guy, you'll probably laugh at that one thing. I uh, I do voices, so maybe maybe they'll give me a shot at the. Well, there's probably going to be another book, so. I I mean, we'll see. we can never have too many shades of gray. Yeah. I mean, there's 50 to start with. <laughs> All right. What are you so reading? I, I am. Um, I actually am about to start a book. I didn't really. Well, OK. What? I did. I did read a little bit. So I, I had a book that I was almost done with. I had like just like a couple pages left. So I actually read those like few pages last week. But last week was very busy. So I'm about to start a new book. So I really can't vouch for it. But what I can tell you is it as part of a series. So N.K. Jemisin uh, is a science fiction writer. She's actually a African-American female science fiction writer, and she's amazing. If you think that sci-fi is just a bunch of, like, old white dudes, well, first of all, it's not. There are also some old white ladies. But, oh, my God. N.K. Jemisin and Nanetti Okafori are blowing my mind. The Binti series, Nanetti Okafori's Binti series, it's not for children. I mean, it kind of is. But, oh, my God, it's so good, even if you're an adult. So N.K. Jemisin has many epic series. And I read the fifth season last year, and now I'm about to start book two of that particular series called The Obelisk Gate. Okay, that's cool. That's cool and all, but uh, this... This is not, what are you about to read? I'm just saying I'm about to, I'm starting tonight. I'm practically reading it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So music. Oh, oh. What song? This is pretty easy Um, because of the, again, this podcast uh, is, it, it just leads me down wells. Rabbit holes? Yeah. Rabbit yeah. holes. Uh, so yeah, that, that, uh, the well, well, that's interesting. The well uh, podcast, um, you know, got me down a like a like a Reggie Watts uh, rabbit hole. Um, I, I love Reggie, so uh, that was not hard to go down yeah. to. And again, I listened to that whole uh, Ramsey Bolton uh, oh, right. album that he did, and uh, it was really good. Um, but I also want to give a quick um, recommendation to uh, the artist N F. Just the two letters N and F. Uh, do you know who that is? No, N is in wait. N is in Nancy. F is in fart. fart. F is in fart. <laughs> yes. Um, Perfect. No, he's uh, you know uh, a rapper. Uh, he is his last two videos trended number one on YouTube. He is the videos are remarkable. Um, they're just very cinematic, um, kind of beautiful, dark, um, and his rap style is very personal. Um, he doesn't fall into any of the rap gimmicks. He's not, uh, wow. he's not, uh, you know, got any songs featuring a well-known artist. Uh, he doesn't have any songs that are like, you know, beefs with other rappers. Like he, he just, it's just about him and his thoughts and his kind of dark trying to get out of depression and very moving to me, uh, very cinematic. Even the sound, like his beats, like he uses like, like synth, like, uh, like movie score type music and it's huh. just really interesting to me, and I'm glad that he's been 
uh, trending with both of the last two videos that he brought out and probably any day around when this podcast actually comes out his album the search uh, will be available so i think everybody should watch the videos and uh pick up that album because i think he's really good that sounds awesome i'm gonna check that out actually yes nancy fart <laughs> uh the music i'm going to bring up i've actually been listening to this band for like a year um and i don't know why i've never talked talked about them i don't even remember exactly how i found them i think they came up on like one of my you know youtube recommendations but it's a band called jungle have you ever heard of them nope okay Jungle may not be for everybody. They're basically today's earth, wind, and fire. So if that sounds awful to you, then they may not be for you. But if you loved earth, wind, and fire, and you were like, man, I wish there was some like earth, wind, and fire that wasn't all 70s, Jungle might be the way to go. Hmm. It is basically dance music. None of their videos feature them. They are in absolutely not a single video. What is in every single video are dancers. So every single video is a different like you know, couple of dancers or a dance troupe or just different faces every single video and it's all dance. But the music is so much fun and um, they don't just sing about frivolous things. They do actually sing about substance. I mean, their their songs do have substance and, and interesting content, but uh, it's it's fun. It's a fun beat. You know, it's going to make you want to kind of wiggle your hips. Hmm. But I really love Jungle Sounds and I've like never ever music. mentioned them. It, it, oh, God, it would be great work music. I introduced my partner to them, and he turned them on one day at work and apparently converted several employees to Jungle fans. It's interesting that they don't promote them themselves. They must be hideous. Maybe. Or maybe they're so beautiful our eyes would burst in our heads because we can't take it mm-hmm. in. That's why, looking at, yeah, like, that's why we don't Zeus. we don't tell people our last names. Same reason. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Your eyes would catch fire inside your head because the beauty is overwhelming. So that's going to wrap up our show. Cool. What's uh, what's next? Do we know? In two weeks from this release date, we will be doing storytelling podcasts, fictional podcasts, kind of radio show style podcasts. Um, again, I am probably going to pick something. A lot of the, a lot of the biggest ones right now do exist behind paywalls. I'm probably going to pick stuff that's accessible to everybody. Whatever you want to do, totally up to you. Nah, but I'm not paying yeah, for nothing. Cool. That's so, next. So if you listen to this on uh, that first day, uh, you got the suggestion for that one, let us know. Carrie, that's it. We're done. You have a great night. Good night to you, sir. And to everybody else, do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Uh,